0: From Mountain Home to Raft River, we've got all the District 4 analysis you'll need to know. This is the Magic Valley PrepCast with Scott Burton.
1: That's right. It is the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, bringing you everything in District 4, week in, week out. Uh, It's been a while. Brandon Bainey with Scott Burton. Scott, what's going on?
0: My friends call me Maverick. (laughs)
1: well i know how you spent your summer
0: yeah you i I tell you what i think i lined up to go watch that movie about 15 times so uh hence the uh the aviators to start the show that just kind of was a part of the summer was a little bit of top gun
1: yeah it looks good so this is kind of uh uh, this is going to be a lighter podcast a lighter prep cast it's kind of a a reintroduction to all of our uh, listeners or viewers as to what we do each week here on the Magic Valley PrepCast. This is officially, Scott, season two, episode one, because we had a great opening season where we basically came on each, well, most weeks. We came on just about every week throughout the course of the school year and talked about the biggest stories that were happening throughout the Magic Valley, whether it was the big schools like Twin Falls and Canyon Ridge, all the way down to the smallest schools. Uh, one of the last prep casts we did actually was with a father and son from Oakley, uh, Peyton Beck and his dad, Cody Beck, the boys basketball coach. So we, we cover it all here each and every week. on yeah, the we prep
0: cast. Yeah. The cool thing that we did is, is as that, I mean, when we launch it, you don't know how, we don't know how it's going to go. You know, we don't know what kind of following, how the thing is going to morph and, and what it's going to turn into. But, you know, once we, kind of got a couple of episodes it started to take its own life in a sense of it became more than just scores and box scores it became stories it became you know things that you're not going to read in the paper and uh, that's what was so cool about what we did last year uh that hopefully we can continue uh this year
1: yeah and sometimes you you know we for example you know we we had all sorts of uh, incredible stories about, you know, the Gooding softball team and how they like to talk in British accents to keep (laughs) things light at practice or, you know, the, the bear family from Kimberly uh, you know, Jackson and and Gatlin who were still in high school and the older brother uh, Peyton, who was uh, competing in college and, and that incredible athletic family. Uh, But even Scott, you know, we stepped a couple of times outside the athletics realm entirely I remember last fall, you gave us a nice history lesson on the town of Declo and how it got sure. its
0: name. <laughs> See, that's what we do. We not only entertain, but we educate. That's and, right. Uh, that is fun. Just a little deep dive into the history of Deklo and, and uh, doing stuff like that that you wouldn't normally get in a sports podcast. But, you know, when you take the whole thing it's these sports towns are rich in community and that community has to come from somewhere. So why not figure out where that was? And, uh, and we learned, you know, some pretty cool things about Declo.
1: Yeah. So I assume we're going to pick up a couple of new, uh, viewers or followers along the way that maybe weren't around last year. I will tell you, um, you can go back and watch in or listen to all of the prep casts that we did last year. If there's a particular team or topic that strikes, you as interesting there are a number of different ways you can consume this podcast each and every week there, there's two audio ways two video ways if you want the audio only if you're not quite ready to see you know <laughs> scott's face you gotta you gotta it's like it's like uh the pool right you gotta you gotta dip your toes in first you can't just, you can't just dive in
0: right <laughs> good lord you sound like every ex-girlfriend i ever had i just not ready to see your face yet so
1: we're not if you're if you're not ready for our faces, uh, you can get audio only versions of this prep cast at idahosports.com, our homepage. Across the top, you'll see all these different options, you know, scores, schedules, game streams, and you should definitely check all of those out. But you'll also see one that says prep casts, and there's a little drop-down menu. And from there you click on Magic Valley Prep Cast. There's a little player uh, on the page. You just click play and you're off and running. You can also download this podcast, and, and honestly, you should just subscribe to it because then every time we push out a new episode, it automatically gets downloaded uh, to your device of choice, whether that's a tablet, a phone, laptop, et cetera. Um, so subscribe to the Magic Valley PrepCast, and then you'll always get the new episode. You won't have to go looking for it every week. But uh, wherever you download your podcast, Google, Spotify, um, on android i use it's called podcast addict i have an android phone that's really old so um where wherever you apple google etc wherever you download your podcasts you can get the audio there uh, if you want to watch the video of it you can do so two ways we have the idaho sports uh, youtube channel and we we always put each episode up there on youtube as well as the idahosports.com facebook page we put the video up there every week as well so scott a lot of different ways to to consume uh, this weekly podcast.
0: Yeah, there nobody has any excuses anymore.
1: That's right, <laughs> no doubt. Okay, so Scott, yeah, uh, introduce or reintroduce yourself to our audience. Tell us a little bit about your background, what you do currently. Um, the tiger tail on the back wall behind you is obscured by a new plant. Was that something you picked up in the off season, Scott?
0: Well, it's, (laughs) I, uh, over the off season, first of all, hi, my name is Pete Mitchell, and uh, my friends call me Maverick, and uh, I am the athletic director at Jerome High School, and uh, I may be 52 years old, but I act like I'm 12 half the time, and if you uh, watch our podcast, you'll see why, but uh, over the summer, when you're referring to this, yeah, I had my office painted, decorated, Um, I mean, I'm, I'm staring at organization with, ah, I can't even show you because it's hooked my thing. Oh yeah, I can. I mean, just, I'm still tearing it apart, but I've just moved some things around and I got all of my sports memorabilia. It's awesome. So anyway, that was what I did over the summer, uh, as far as the office goes and that's the tiger. So, um, but yeah, just a little bit more been working with Idaho sports for, gosh, 12 years now or whatever it is, came on as a broadcaster and 12 years ago and, uh, been going strong ever since. If you've ever listened to any of the four a state tournaments, whether it's basketball, uh, boys and girls, baseball. I mean, that's, that's what I do is I cover those state tournaments and, and, uh, um, but other than that, try not to burn the building down here at Jerome and, uh, so far so good, but the school year is just getting started, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, and that's what makes you uh, one of the most versatile broadcasters slash personalities that we have at idahosports.com because you you've you've done the broadcasting side of it and you're you're one of the best, but you've also coached, you know, before you became the athletic director, you were a coach in a lot of different sports, and now that you are an active athletic director. Uh, I, I a lot of times like to bring up the bigger, overall statewide issues to you and get your perspective on it's. It's an, a perspective I, I really appreciate and respect because you're you're in it, you're doing it every day, and you you can talk about you know what the challenges are or or what's going well.
0: Yeah, and it's it's kind of fun to be kind of plugged into that because you know I'm born and raised right here, um, graduated Jerome High School in the '80s when Jerome was really killing it. Um, and so having that type of background and then coaching here for almost 30 years, uh, never having left, I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I'm plugged into the Magic Valley for sure. But having done, you know, sports and high school sports and stuff for as long as I have, three decades, that's uh, kind of grandfathers me into a lot of, a lot of issues past uh, and present. And so I feel like, you know, I, I kind of have my finger on the pulse a little bit. I mean, there's always stuff I'm learning, of course, but, but that's a unique perspective. Just feel like I'm a dinosaur, that I've been here for so long. But it's really cool that I wouldn't change it.
1: Yeah, one of the most popular things we did last year in terms of uh, content on our site, uh, YouTube channel, Facebook page, etc., was... You kind of had a really nice detailed breakdown of the max preps ranking system that's been used mm-hmm. to seed teams at state tournaments. And in some cases in, in like football, determine who gets to go to the playoffs as well, um, because a lot of people last year was the first year that Idaho had implemented that. And there was, there was a lot of questions from not just fans, but like coaches, even mm-hmm. coaches were like, hey, how does this work? What is going on? And you were able to actually get in touch with somebody at MaxPreps. You know, that door doesn't open for just anybody, Scott. You know, you've, got to, <laughs> you've got to have a little cachet to, to get those doors to open. And you did it. You, and you did some digging and, and got some really good info uh, about MaxPreps. In fact, it's still on our homepage if anybody's interested. It's at the bottom of the homepage, the mystery of the MaxPreps ranking system. And you can click on that and, and see what Scott found out last year.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and I was just having this conversation with uh, somebody over the weekend um, we have a, 4 uh, a, and we have a three, a school that's really, really good. That wants to play us and our, you know, coaches are like, well, should we do that? Cause that's going to hurt our max preps rankings and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, the whole thing that we exposed, um, and I don't want to say exposed, it sounds like it was scandalous, but it wasn't, it was just questions that needed to be answered and you know, we were very fortunate to get in touch with people from Max Preps, and they were very kind and very accommodating to my questions and and visited with me for a while. And and, you know, they are still <laughs> figuring it out themselves. And that one thing they did say is that if Idaho doesn't like the way that it's run, we can always tweak it. Now, that's obviously going to come from the IHSAA office and uh, how they want to do things. But, you know, we did see some of those. Things happened last year in the regular season directly related to a max preps ranking. When we saw a football game just kind of absolutely implode in the final seconds because a a team was thinking about max preps rankings. You know, um, we saw it in basketball because of the point spreads. You know, we we saw it, you know. um, But all that said, the argument still has to be, is it better than what we had? You know and and that depends on who you ask because one of the things i don't mean to get on all this again but one of the things that was a problem was that you know in the previous way we had a lot of you know state championship games being played in the semifinals. you know they they just were not seated well and it just and you saw teams in district tournaments just throwing games because they wanted to be on a different side of the bracket and that's been happening ever since i started coaching in 93. You know, but now you can't do that. You've got to be seated correctly. Okay. Flip side, our softball team made it to state, won the, the district title, goes all the way to Post balls. their first round game against Twin Falls. So to, it, there is no perfect system. But if you do want a quick a little history lesson, go back and watch that, that uh, podcast. And I'll I'll end it there because I could go off.
1: Definitely. Well, you mentioned Jerome and Twin Falls. Those are two of the schools we'll cover. And, and, you know, lest anybody think that, you know, this is a a Homer podcast where, oh, yeah, it's Jerome all the time because Scott's the athletic director of Jerome. It's not. You know, we talk talk about Jerome when it's justified. But, you know, honestly, we talked about Twin Falls probably twice as much last year because, well, they were doing a lot of the winning, right? They were volleyball champs and did well in soccer and baseball and softball and wrestling. And, I mean, yeah, it was – we, we cover the biggest stories we're not we don't have any sort of bias or preconceived notions
0: no not at all you know and I know that that's probably just something naturally thought of when you say okay well yeah he's the Jerome guy well I yeah I am the Jerome guy but I'm the magic Valley guy when it comes to this and you know I don't want to sit and talk about Jerome all the time you know uh, I want to learn about what other schools are doing about the stories behind everything else and if you know there's a story somewhere else dang right we're going to cover it I mean, this is – my Jerome hat is off. I got my Indian motorcycle hat on right now. And uh, that's what we are at the, the podcast. And yeah, I'm Jerome, but I'm Magic Valley PrepCast.
1: For sure. Another school we talked about a lot last year was Burley, especially during girls' basketball season. So, Scott, wow. I did I did want to touch on probably the biggest story of the offseason in terms of Magic Valley athletics, and wow. that was the, the Burley Bobcats – win the 4A girls basketball title pretty convincingly last year, led by the mother-daughter duo of head coach Amber Whiting and her daughter, junior Amari Whiting, who had committed to the University of Oregon. So we're talking about the Pac-12. I guess it's now the Pac-10 that UCLA and USC left, but anyways, that's a different topic another day. But anyways, Pac-12 conference. She's an Oregon commit, one of the best players male or female that the state of idaho has seen in some time and the thought was okay they're going to run it back you know who's going to stop burley as they try to repeat now burley can still win it uh, run it back but it's going to be a lot tougher because you know shockwaves came through during the summer as amber whiting was hired as the women's basketball coach at byu so first of all let's talk about that what a tremendous opportunity for amber whiting to go from a high school coach to and, and she, as far as I could tell, didn't have a ton of experience in college besides playing college basketball. Um, so to go from a high school coach to a Big 12 coach, because BYU's moving to the Big 12 pretty soon, um, is pretty phenomenal for Amber. So congratulations to her.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it, this was the buzz. As soon as it came out, it's like, how in the world uh, does somebody who has never – coached college at any level um just high school get a massive d1 job just like that and that was the buzz you know okay so you you look at it for what it is and you're like okay something's fishy here well byu's taking a chance absolutely because they're they're hiring an inexperienced coach but here's what they get right first of all um Amber Whiting was a heck of a high school basketball coach. No question about it. She ran her stuff at Burley like it was a college program. She was on top of everything. She was organized. So, I mean, she's not your typical high school coach. But there's two other things that are playing into this. And number one is Amari. Okay, Amari committed to the University of Oregon, right? Well, guess who's not committed to Oregon anymore? (laughs) Okay, so BYU gets a a shot at her. But that wasn't gonna happen without Amber coming on board. Now you look at it that way and you're gonna say, well, they're using Amber to get to Amari. Well, that's part of the benefit, but they're not actually using Amber to get to Amari. They believe in Amber because she runs the biggest AAU program in the state of Utah. And her ability to recruit in that state and the pipelines that she is plugged into is what they want because they know that what they're going to get with her is she will control the entire state of Utah AAU basketball she's all over it they get Amari as well and so yeah they're taking a chance with the experience part of it now she's going to have one more year in that conference that she's in before she makes the big jump so she can you know kind of maybe get her feet wet but but that's what BYU's getting okay they're getting a twofer they get Amari And they get Amber's ability to recruit with her AAU programs in Utah. So you can see where it's coming from, you know, say what you want about experience because that's the argument against her, but they, they, they got a pretty good package deal there.
1: They did. And so, as you mentioned, Amari Whiting decommits from Oregon, commits to BYU. And, you know, initially, um, you know, it was said that, oh, yeah, Amari's going to stay at Burley, even though Amber's going to be – you know, I personally didn't think that made sense. You know, if your mom's got a job in Utah, it makes sense that you would also go to Utah. And that's what Amari's doing. She's going to play her senior season at Temp View High School in Utah. And so that's, you know, a loss for Burley. Certainly they also lost a lot of those core pieces to graduation as well. So this is a Burley team that pretty much is is starting from scratch. And, and we'll see what they're able to do throughout the winter – Back to the Whiting thing with BYU. The way I look at it, Scott, is it's it's a win for all parties involved. For BYU, the Whiting name with Trent and Amber, that, I mean, it's synonymous with BYU basketball, right? Yeah. So you're you're, bring, you're bringing you're a name that is going to get fans, in the seats, and, and fill that arena because they're excited. It's one of their own, you know, one of the great players coming back to coach. Yeah. Um, so so for BYU, it's a win there. For Amber, it's certainly a win because built into this position is essentially, you know, if it's a, if her and Amari are both there together, you know, it's, it's like four years of job security. She's going to, she's going to have four years to build this program. She's not going to face that pressure of a lot of times coaches, you know, Oh, by year three, you know, if we don't win, you know, 20, 25 games, you know, you're out the door. That's unlikely to happen. If you've got Amber and Amari both there and, For Amari, it's a a win because she gets to play for her mom. And for BYU, it's a big win as well because the college landscape has completely changed with the transfer portal. Where you are, you know, where I live in Pocatello, Idaho State University, won the Big Sky Conference regular season title in women's basketball and lost 12 of their 15 players. They transferred to other schools. Some went to bigger schools to see if they could compete. Some went to smaller schools because they weren't getting enough time. But it is the wild west in college basketball. But now with Amari Whiting, you've got a commodity that is in your program for four years as long as Amber is still coaching, and that is a foundational piece you can build around. And you just can't do that very often in college basketball anymore because of the transfer portal.
0: No, absolutely right. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it everything you said is right on the money too. Um, you know, and and like I said, the, the only th- knock in question is going to be experience. You know, you just don't see those kind of jumps but all the pieces were in place and they believe enough in amber and what she's able to do that she's going to be able to make that jump okay and so yeah i'm really interested in following this story uh because i'm sure we'll talk about it down the road um in the winter when things get going uh just to see how to check in with them and see how it's going and uh and i'm sure they'll be happy to to chat with us for a minute because they're they're you know they like idaho sports and and uh, we've treated them well and they've been great to us. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with that.
1: Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how the landscape uh, adapts to to that loss. And uh, that's that's a whole season away, Scott, yeah. because we've got to get through fall sports <laughs> season first. That's always the busiest yeah. time of year. Uh, oh, we've, yeah. we've got on idahosports.com right now, our, our statewide football previews are, are up and running. Uh, we're gonna add in the last batch of teams this week slash this weekend. By next week, they should all be up there ready to go. Uh, We're going to have a cross-country preview coming up in a couple weeks, soccer previews, boys and girls, volleyball preview. Uh, It is the busy time of year, Scott. Uh, Monday was kind of – we're recording this on Wednesday, August 10th. Monday the 8th was kind of opening day, right? That's when Mm -hmm. everybody has that first practice of the year. The physicals are in. And I did see that Lighthouse Christian, they've got a new – coach this year for football Jason Smith they did like the midnight madness thing they were out on the field at midnight on Monday practicing for the first time it was kind of a cool deal
0: yeah those things are always fun you know colleges get away with it a lot more than high school does but uh, if you're able to pull that off and you know it's a private Christian school you can do whatever you want um but that was really cool you know it's, it's something just to breathe life into a new regime. Uh, to, Get everybody excited and uh, to get Lighthouse kind of, you know, back to that dominance that they had experienced in the past. So, yeah, that was fun to see.
1: Well, we'll talk about Lighthouse. We'll talk about all the big football storylines you need to know. And we'll preview those other fall sports as well, probably over the next couple of weeks. And then we'll get into actual competition and we'll have actual things to talk about uh, at at the end of the month. So it's uh, buckle up, Scott. You ready for, for season two of the Magic Valley PrepCast?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and while we're at it, um, you know, people that are listening to this now, you know, hit us up with stories, you know, that are beyond the box score. Uh, we we covered so many of those last year, and that was my favorite part. And I sound like a broken record every time I say it, but you can't get that stuff in the paper. Let us hear it. Shoot me an email. Shoot Brandon an email. Whatever. Let us explore those stories and, and right. give credit to these. people unsung heroes and the history of things and man that is so cool to me
1: yes brandon at idahosports.com is the email address and yeah we love to hear from the fans if you've got topics you want us to talk about stories athletes coaches yeah hit us up brandon at idahosports.com is the email address there all right season one was the year of the musher scott we'll see
0: that was so cool how that just stuck you know, we, we stumbled onto it. And then next thing you know, they, they should have shirts made up. You're the musher. Um, yeah. Man, that was, so, that was fun. It was fun how that stuck.
1: For sure. The Camas County mushers had such a great season yeah. last year. We talked about it all throughout season one, year of the musher. We'll see whose year it'll be in season two. It, it, it might be the mushers again. Spoiler alert, they're going to be pretty solid in most sports again. We'll see. But.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to uh, the first episode of season two of the Magic Valley PrepCast. We'll be back again next week. For Scott Burton, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in on IdahoSports.com.